Welcome to Grace in Public, preaching and teaching in the heartland and all around the world. Thank you for joining us. We really have a wonderful program tonight. The subject is identification and detachment. Second uh, Corinthians, First Corinthians deal with church problems. Every single church problem that can be is dealt with. There's not a problem any church can have where you can't go to First or Second Corinthians and figure it out. Very practical, very powerful books because it speaks of God's provision to the church. Paul is speaking here in verse 1. He says, We then as workers together with him beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. That the grace of God ends up being in the vanity of your mind. That the grace of God does not impart anything to you. Doesn't you don't you're not getting anything from it, and that happens to all of us. But he saith, I've heard thee in the time accepted, in the day of salvation, have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Giving no offense in any way, in anything rather. That the ministry be not blamed, but in all things, approving ourselves as the ministers of God, in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses, in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fastings, by pureness, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit. By love, unfeigned. We're not acting. We actually do love the people, he says. By the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report, by good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold, we live. As chastened or chastised and not killed. As sorrowful yet always rejoicing. As poor yet making many rich. As having nothing and yet possessing all things. O ye Corinthians, our mouth is open unto you and our heart is enlarged. You are not straightened in us, but you are straightened in your own bowels. Now... For a recompense, in the same, I speak as unto my children, be also enlarged. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what conquered hath Christ with Belial? What business does God have with Satan? What part hath he that believes with an infidel? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as God hath said. I will dwell in them, and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, 
saith the Lord Almighty. Let's pray. Father God, we we thank you for this opportunity to draw near to a throne of grace. But before we even get there, the Spirit causes us to remember again that we have received mercy. And we pray that we wouldn't be passively nodding to that, but be excited that a door is open unto us. And we pray that we would have uh, the wisdom and the courage or the desperation to walk through. And we say these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He says, you are not, in verse 12, straightening us, but we are straightened, but you are straightened in your own bowels. Now, this passage um, points to the fact that Paul and his team had been working with the church in Corinth, and certain people were bent out of shape about Paul and his ministry. Now, the word straightened here is a very interesting word, and it's hard to get into English. It comes from two words. Um, it comes from the word steno, which means narrow, and the word corio, corio, like Oreo, but corio, like Oreo cookies. So it's steno corio. And what it means is to be crushed into a narrow place, like stifled or crushed. He said, he's saying here, he said, you're not straightening us. We didn't crush you. We didn't push you in an outplace. But you're straightened in your own emotions. Uh, that it is, it is the way you think at what is going on in the church and in the Word of God and spiritually around you. You're so far removed from this work, this revelation, that you're upset by what God is doing through us as your team. Now... We often, oftentimes something will happen, and before I realize that God is moving, I'm upset with what's happening around me. I don't realize something eternal is happening. And God is trying to teach me something by what's happening around me. And I'm not getting it because I don't like what's going down. I don't like what's happening. So I get straightened. I feel like I'm trapped in my situation. Because I can't change it in the immediate sense, um, I'm reacting to it rather than actually getting God, what God is teaching me. He's giving me light so I can see what's going on around me. Now, I wanted to turn um, to Romans chapter 6. And I want to look at a passage that we've looked at before. Romans chapter 6. You've read it with me before, and we're going to look at it again. It says in verse 16, Know ye not, that to whom you yield yourself servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death, or of obedience unto righteousness. Now, we talked about this last night in Boston, although this is a totally different message with a different theme. I want you to think about this. Whenever you or I look at anything, we experience one of two things. This is psychology. We experience um, identification or detachment. If um, some of you ladies went into Bill Cannon's electrical chart and he took out some tool that he uses and you look at it, you have no clue what the heck it is. You experience detachment. It's just to you a piece of junk. And if you're at a yard sale and you saw it for 10 cents and it's actually a $200 tool, 
a guy who knew what the tool was would say, you didn't get that? That was only 10 cents. He said, well, I didn't know what it was. You detached from that thing. You don't experience identification. Where if a tradesman looked at the same tool, he experiences identification with that tool and assesses to it a particular value. It's like when a guy looks in a jewelry box. A guy doesn't even know. Most jewelry is actually junk that you wear with stuff casually, but there is in any jewelry box real jewelry. A guy's identification that, oh, that's jewelry. It's very general, and it's, and it's A-specific. He doesn't really know the values of the stuff in it. He can't tell it apart. Where most women can pick up costume jewelry and realize this is real or it's not real. If it's, not, if it's costume, it's not real. She can identify it, and she can also be specific about its real value. Now, if we don't know what something is, we experience detachment. Either identification or attachment. When you're a teenager and you fall in love, the value you put on that person is so incredibly high. You see that person and you could walk in front of a speeding car. You are assessing such great value to this person. You have an identification that's positive and it is very great. It's equally true. You can see someone who you can identify with and your identification with them is very negative. Or you look at something and you are totally detached from that thing. And this is an important skill that the brain has. If you go treasure hunting, if you are... Um, walking through a dark building trying to find the exit door. If you are a soldier in Iraq, the difference between identification and detachment can mean death. Physical death. And so it's that important for the believer that the most important person that I identify with is Jesus Christ. You too. Uh, a married couple. A couple that's married. Something happens, and you as a person in a serious primary relationship have got to worry about your um, partner, how your identification with them means that you don't want any harm to come with them, or it ought to be that. And so it is, with everything we see in this life, that as we go through life, we experience identification with things. I want to throw this into the mix. The Word of God determines what that identification should be. And the Word of God can also take things that we identify with and command us to live separate from that thing and experience detachment towards something that formerly was important to us. Now, Romans 6.16 will illustrate this point. Know ye not, to whom you yield yourself servants to obey... His servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death. Now, this death has two meanings. The immediate sense is spiritual death. No love, no joy, no peace. You actually can't experience God's benefit in your life. You are spiritually dead. You're not experiencing love, joy, and peace. You're experiencing spiritual death. Or it can actually mean physical death, premature death, as in judgment. 
So, I want you to think about this principle. Know ye not, says this verse, Romans 6, 16, to who you yield yourselves servants to obey. Now, this means that any person, place, or thing that can produce behavior in me, if, it is, if it's something that God has brought into my life, so I can identify with His righteousness. If I, am, if I am a slave to that thing, I'm going to experience all of righteousness. I'm going to be pumped up. I'm living for something eternal. In your life currently, there's probably two or three or four or five things in your life that are eternal. If your identification with them is not eternal, but it's based on your own value system, or even worse, if you experience detachment from those things, guess what? The power of God isn't even in your life. Thank you for tuning in. If you can, don't forget to send a tax-deductible gift to us. Your generous donation made to our program promotes this broadcast and ones like it going out on the Internet and broadcast on local stations throughout the United States. So please prayerfully consider what you can give. Find out how to give your donation at www.graceandpublic.com. Great clip by Pastor Butch Vieter, preached in April of 2003. What a great subject. And biblical identification and detachment. It's are very clearly taught in the scriptures, though they're not put in those terms. We would say identification is when something is recognized and a value is attributed to that thing that connects with someone's personal life so that they can apply it to their own life. Detachment can be just non-recognition of something, not understanding something. It's kind of like reading a sentence and getting to a vocabulary word that you've never seen before and you don't know what it means. And until you know what it means, you're detached from from that word. In a sense, detached from that portion of the sentence. Some say that your learning basically stops at that point until that word is defined. And then once that word is adequately defined, you have identification with it. Detachment can also mean that because of the value that's assigned to that thing, you realize that it no longer applies to your life or it is disconnected in a certain way from your experience. And these are very important concepts to understand. They mold all of our society teaches different identifications as acceptable and different detachments as acceptable. The the scripture is given to us so that we know the freedom that comes with knowing what to identify with, how to identify with that person or thing or concept, and also what to be detached from. And already covered in that clip was part of Romans 6. Romans 6.16, Know ye not to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. And this identification, so starting in Romans 6.3, this identification with they were baptized into Christ's death. And therefore, if that's true, we identify with his burial. 
that like as Christ was raised up from the dead, in Romans 6, 4, the B part, by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, and henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. This is amazing. This means that our thinking, this clear identification with scriptural truth, that Christ accomplished something at the cross, that actually there was a plan from the, before the foundation of the world, and we would say the work is finished. It's a finished work. That is a broad thing about, and it talks about time, it talks about God's role in human history. Really, a finished work understanding of what was accomplished at the cross and actually was God's plan all along for mankind about sin. Really, knowing that, that truth affects us, allows us to enter in to the benefit of that truth when we identify with it. When we are detached from it, although that has been accomplished, we, we do not identify with it in our minds and therefore cannot apply it to our life. And so, it's amazing to understand our identification with Christ. This idea of identification and detachment in regards to his death, burial, and resurrection but also in regards to all of our relationships with people, with the church, with Christ himself, with the Bible. What I identify with and what I am detached from will shape my life. In Philippians 3, 7 and following, it says, But what things were gained to me, I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. The willingness to be detached from everything else, everything else, if only we can identify with Christ. This is a, this is a spiritual life that can form those kinds of, that is, that is the mind of Christ to be thinking that way. In verse 9, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I may attain unto the resurrection of the dead. I want to live in resurrection life. And that means that what the Bible says is true, I want to identify with it. Not just intellectually in a scholarship level, but I want the Spirit of God, I want God himself to bring this, the words off the pages that that Logos would become Rima. That truth would be transferred into our soul by our Spirit. The Holy Spirit would make alive the Scriptures so that there is real, true identification, that there is recognition of reality. When that happens, the same resurrection life that raised Jesus from the dead indwells our mortal bodies because we are on the same page as God. We are confessing what he is confessing. In Luke 14, 
27. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. If I do not identify with the cross of Christ, what it is, this is um, talking about identification with the cross that note that Christ is no longer hanging on. It, and it becomes our personal cross. His cross becomes our personal cross. We realize what he's accomplished and the righteousness that he's won for us. That is the beginning of discipleship. So likewise, it says in 33, Whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath cannot be my disciple. What will I be detached from? What will I, I will identify with the cross, but I will detach myself from other earthly attachments that would keep me from walking with God. We'd love to hear from you, so please go to our website and contact us. The web address is www.graceinpublic.com. What a great subject. This identification with truth. This detachment from that which is false, which from that which no longer has power over us. Christ identified fully in every way correctly. Christ was also detached from all the things that he should be detached from. And because of that, he won us a salvation, an eternal salvation. If you have not received that salvation as your own, you can identify with his death, burial, and resurrection today. And Christ will come into your life and identify with you. You'll be detached from who you were, and you'll be identified as a member in particular in the kingdom of God. If you want that today, if you have not received Christ, pray a prayer with me. Father, come into my life. Transform me, Lord. Transform my thinking. Today I believe in what your Son has done. Today I believe. And I ask you to come in Free me, Lord. Free me from my sin, my past, my guilt. Take me. Put me into your kingdom. I'm asking and praying. In Jesus' name, amen.